podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Shelby. <laughs> I have to start today's episode with a story. It literally just happened 20 minutes ago. Your face is so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I've literally, I already texted you about it. I've already texted my husband about it. I already Marco Polo and my best friends about it. Like the funniest <laughs> thing happened. So, okay. I have a 17 month old, my daughter, light of my life. Child is so much smarter than me. Yeah, it's real. It is. It's very real. They're all smarter than us. (laughs) And I got to see it in action. And if I had not been watching the monitor, it would have been a very different story with a very different vibes. So basically, we're in a little bit of a sleep war. My best yeah, friends and I call, refer to sleep. Yeah, my best friends and I refer to sleep as Fight Club. Like you don't talk about Fight Club because you know as soon as you say like, "Oh my gosh, so and so has slept through the night all week," no, oh yeah, never sleeping again. Nope. It's over. So we don't talk about Fight Club, and it and it doesn't happen. But this is not about Fight Club. This is about my child being smarter than I am. <laughs> so we. We have ha- we have we have been on the struggle sleep bus. It's like that bus in Harry Potter, the um, night bus. <laughs> yes, it's like the night bus, but worse. Um, and and that, that's pretty that's, bad because that had little shrunken heads on it. So I mean, it was a pretty bad bus. I, I feel like my head shrinks every night trying to do nighttime. So <laughs> basically, we do the whole routine for the last couple of weeks. It's been like this, and the worst part is, is that like. You'd think, oh my gosh, we need to change what we're doing. And then one night it'll work and she'll go to bed and she'll sleep fine. And it's no big deal. Really? And it's wild. But so basically we do the whole routine and then, and she's, she's fine. She's happy. We offer as many choices as possible. We, you know, do you want mama to rock you or dad, dad to rock you? We sing her favorite songs. We do her stories. She gets choices in all the songs. She gets choices in all the stories. She even turns <laughs> Spotify on. Like this whole thing. We give as much power as we can because that's what all the books say to do to make bad, a bedtime less of a battle. But <laughs> as soon as we lay this child down, she can be giggling and laughing. And as soon as we lay her down and we say goodnight and go to back out of the room, stands up yelling at us. Sometimes yeah. she's crying, and she's upset, and we don't do crying out, and so that's a that's a big no. But sometimes she's just like, no, ah, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's so, only fun if you guys are here. One night last week, as we were backing out of the room, we closed the door. She wasn't crying. She did, ah, you know, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the protest. And by the time we got to the kitchen and turned on the monitor, she had laid down. She wiggled a little bit. She thumped her feet against the crib, and then she went to sleep. Okay, so that's that was the night before. That was the that was the ground we were starting from. Which the is next night, very very cautiously good ground, <laughs> right? You don't talk about Fight Club, but if you did, it would have been a positive report. Exactly. <laughs> so the next night, very similar vibes. However. She's still protesting by the time I get the monitor on. And my husband and I are standing there getting ready to do our cleanup duties and all the things that we do, which we're actually going to be taking care of. We're going to be talking about in just a few minutes. But we are, we're doing all those things. And we look over <laughs> right about the time that her pacifier, and she is a passy girl, okay? Yeah, she, she loves her Right friend. about the time that her passy falls out of her mouth while she is like, fake protesting 
Oh. And it goes straight hysterical. Pussy! Drop Pussy! Pussy! Drop Pussy! Like, Mama! I was mad, but I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> exactly. And so my husband and I both look at each other and I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, that's not going to work. She's going to be hysterical. She's not going to calm back down. It's not going to be a thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in. I'm going to give her the passy. We're going to figure this out. Oh, no. Reader. It did not work. <laughs> I see where but this anyway, is going. So I, I go only, in. I only see and I say, going. <laughs> I go in and I say, oh, no, you dropped your passy. And I get the passy. I hand it back to her. I kiss her on the forehead. And then I go to back back out of the room. Oh, and no. she says, mama, rock. Oh, heartbreak. It starts to cry. And so, of course, I pick her up and I soothe her and I rock her. And if you are listening to this and you are a cried out or you are judging me for this, then, you know, mind your own business. I'm sure there's things you do I would judge you. But anyway. What so you do I, in the middle of the night is not allowed to be judged. Nobody else judges right? adults what they do in the middle of the night. Leave my cut alone. I, I rock her. I lay her down. She goes to sleep. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. We are moving forward with our life. We do the closing. Oh, no. Do 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 move on. It is now like four or five days later. Okay. Today, I lay her down for her nap. And I'm getting ready to get on here to record the podcast. I'm cleaning up the kitchen because she and I made some delicious blueberry muffins today. This morning, we had so much fun baking together. I'm watching the monitor. And I watch this child laying in her bed. Take her passy out of her mouth and scream, drop passy, oh, drop no. passy, and then put it back in her mouth and look toward the door. <gasps> what in the cause and effect is that? She was laying there thinking like, I don't want to be here. How can I get mom in here? <laughs> She's a freaking I, genius. She is. That is brilliant. I've... I'll never forget uh, my stepson. So my youngest never took a passy and it was actually very devastating for me <laughs> because I, I did I did love those little moments of like, here, take this thing and go away from me. <laughs> but um, my stepson was a was a was a big passy man for for quite a while. And um, I will never forget the day that he figured out he could throw his passy out of his bed and oh. we would come and get it for him. And I thought that's where this story was going. But again, like your daughter no. proves that she straight up put it back she, in her mouth while she was waiting for me. She can game the system. And, oh, yeah. And I can't wait until she realizes because now I've had this situation with um, like my stepson. Um we, we have baby monitors. And because I have mobility issues and can't go up and down the stairs, we do still have a baby monitor, like a visual, like a little camera one in his room that we only have on at night. So I can monitor if something's going on and see if I need to actually get up there or if I can talk to him through the baby monitor, if I can send someone else, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'll never forget, he was like four years old the first time he looked at the baby monitor and yelled, Cole, <laughs> come <Right>? here. <laughs> and I was like- what? Dang What's it. funny is she's probably she's probably like I don't know forty five minutes from discovering that there's a baby monitor. I was about to say there. she's on her way to being able to look at square in the square in the camera and be like, get in here now. <laughs> I could not believe it. And if I hadn't had the monitor on, 
and seen it, I would have been like sighing and like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she can't take that nap without that passy. Now I'm going to have to go in there, which means I'm probably going to end up rocking her, which means nap time is going to start like 30 minutes later. Like it would have been a whole thing. But instead, I saw it, saw she had the passy and I basically just went, no, nah, dude. And I just <laughs> waited it out. Yeah. Did she do it again? Did she like no. try again? No, she just she tried just did it once. Time. She just wanted to see if it worked. Okay, that is so. I I love the idea that I probably would have been distracted enough to like go running in there. Oh, and, and reinforce then, that it works. <laughs> and then yeah, I would have reinforced that it works, and then I probably would have been really really pissed off. <laughs> like I'd have been like, no, <laughs> because now that was something we went through this time last year when my son was just newly a year old. He figured out that if he took his diaper off. During nap time, I would go running in there. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And I mean, it no, was never like he doesn't really like. Well, I mean, I change it so it's a clean diaper before he goes to nap. But it's, you know, it's the middle of the summer. And so a lot of times I would let him just go like instead of redressing him in his clothes that he'd probably been outside in, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would just let him lay down in a diaper or a pair of shorts with a diaper. And um, we had to stop doing that because he would take his diaper off and then I would go running in there. Right. <laughs> it works like, well. Dang it. <laughs> so I What's love- funny is my I daughter probably that. would have thought that the reason you came running in was the sound of the diaper. And, and so then she would just be laying it. there just ripping it open and shutting it and ripping it open and shutting it. At least she knows that she can shut it back. My son gets it open and then he's like, oh, no, diaper. <laughs> I'm like, can you just, just put love, it back? I just love that she basically tried to Pavlov dogs me. Yeah, the, in, the ingenuity there of like, wait, is this – like what happens if um I love that your daughter is so but we talked about this before like your daughter is so how do things work focused like my son is really mm-hmm. like my son is really interested in like social things like my youngest he's very interested in social things he's very interested in like words and how people talk and you'll hear him like if he meet somebody who says things that he's never heard before he'll like kind of quote it back to himself like hmm what is this um but like your daughter is like, how do I figure out how to make things happen? <laughs> oh, I mean, at this point, I just hope we make it to kindergarten before she takes my microwave apart. Oh, like real. <laughs> so, so into cause and effect and how does this work and what can I do? And it was so funny. Yeah. But I oh just, my goodness. one, I thought that was like this, the most relatable story ever. Two, oh, yeah. it's, it's proof that sometimes it does feel like they're trying to manipulate you, but really they're just running science experiments on you against yeah. your permission. Yeah, you're, you're an unwilling participant in the science experiment, 100%. Because she's not trying to manipulate me. She just wanted to know what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, a follow-up on um, last week's episode <laughs> about pets. Um, we have a we, – so we moved the chicken out of our house, thank goodness. But now we have a chicken who's trying to brood, and that can be really dangerous because they overheat in the summertime, um, plus – the chicken, the the eggs are never gonna hatch, so it's a little fruitless. Um, so I have been having to like take her out of the coop and cool her down because her body, your body gets so much hotter, or their, your body. Are there any chickens listening? <laughs> um, chicken bodies get so much hotter to like warm the eggs, like an incubator. So um, I thought it was a really funny like watching my son today with the chicken, um, outside of the coop. He was sitting there pulling just very gently as like he was testing different amounts of pull to see which ones made her balk 
of like, oh, like he was like, okay, I can pull a little bit. Oh, no, don't pull that far. Don't like, and he would go around different parts of her body. And this, he wasn't hurting her. So I was like, kind of letting it go. All fun at games. So he does that to a goose. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's actually very real. <laughs> but it was just, it was so funny because then he got to like her actual face and he like reached towards her beak and she opened chickens will kind of like open their beaks and like kind of hiss at you almost like a goose but they don't actually make noise um and he looked that chicken dead in the eyes and then it goes all done and walked away you know and what I was, I was science like, experiment over actually exactly. i was like thank you for your class. participation at this time science class has ended <laughs> moving on so you know I just remembered there's clothes in the dryer and just beeline out of there. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, chicken. Have a good day. That's amazing. That's amazing. The science experiments, they run on us. So, um, yeah. Actually, science experiments kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, which is I'm very excited about because for The one great load-bearing wall. Yeah, which is really interesting because I don't. Like, I've heard so much about mental load, and I've actually enjoyed, like, getting to know how it all works and the difference between emotional labor and mental load. But when you mentioned this, I had never heard of it. And all I could think about was the fact that we have a load-bearing wall, like, in our basement, which is where I'm currently sitting. And I think it's the funniest wall in the world because it goes out to the middle of the basement and then just stops. Like, it was supposed to be a room, but it's not. And so now, whenever <laughs> you say whenever you say load-bearing wall at all, that's the, that's the wall I think of because I'm just like, buddy out here holding the whole house up just in the middle of the house. <laughs> yeah. That wall's doing the mostest. It is. That's so funny. I'd oh, love but- to look at the blueprint of your house and find out exactly why that particular wall was needed. Well, it's underneath um, both staircases. It's like mm, it's okay. the basement underneath. But oh, I just smacked my mic. I apologize to everyone's ears. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm very excited about this mental load bearing wall thingies. So first of all, let's wall. kind of let's kind of back it out. So mental load. The conversation around mental load is basically usually about how uneven mental load is within households and primarily the conversation at least in America is that women or the caregiver the primary caregiver yeah. may very, end up with a heavier even. mental load it's uneven yeah. Yeah. um that can obviously swing the other way we acknowledge the the existence of single parents we acknowledge the existence of unequal co-parenting relationships we acknowledge the existence of you know stay-at-home dads, all these things. But the conversation usually revolves around how uneven mental load, meaning the management and running of a household, we're talking food, uh, clothes, the things that keep, the cogs in the machine, like all of these things tend to fall unevenly in distribution. Yeah. And, and, and when we're talking about load-bearing walls, that's a construction term. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm curious how they go together. Because for the purpose of this conversation, you know, we're both mothers. So we experience mental load typically on our end. And your your household works really hard. You have all of your 
mental load on the side of the wall. You literally so, have the yeah, so load wall. <laughs> we, especially even before my daughter was born, but especially since my daughter was born, we started to, my husband and I started to notice that uneven distribution. And the thing is, is like adding parenthood to the titles in your life adds a heavy load because children are not self-sufficient. They can't just, you know, you you mind your biz, they mind their biz, husband minds his biz. Like, no, there's an entire person's worth of be, work, sometimes so much more. Yeah. And so it, 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 you just cannot work. You can't function the same as you did before. Now, having a dog, having a fairly equal partnership, different you know, different stuff like that. Like we had, we had a pretty even split to start. When you were, because we, I love that term. I just learned yeah. that term, double when income, we were, no kids. Double income, no kids, dink life, um, <laughs> which was the best life. If you're listening to this and you are double income, no kids, you have peaked. That's it. Like you may feel more self-satisfied when you have children. You may love it, but, but if you are living the dink life, you have one. Which I've never lived. I don't know if you oh, that, sucks. but I have never lived that because I went from single alone in a house or alone in an apartment with a cat and a hedgehog to, well, there was like a hop, skip and a jump where we either had my stepson and my partner with me or we had uh, Rory and uh, my partner. And so it's like we, you know, like <laughs> we just hop, skipped and jumped straight into um, Rory always says it's a just add water family. Um, but like Fair. when I learned the term dink, which was very recently, I was like, wow, I've never lived that life. But maybe well, I will when my children are all out of the house and we're, <laughs> we're, we're living that way. Probably. That's probably going to be where you really, I'll really get, get to I'll dig get into the fruit of that. But, you know, like we when we when we think of double income, no kids, it's also really easy to think of like how easily split the mental load of the household is because you know that's when you hear people say like well I do all the cooking but he does all the dishes I do all the laundry but he cleans the bathrooms like those kinds of vibes yeah the very clean clut boundaries and then on some random Sunday afternoon all the meal planning gets done together or somebody does grocery shopping and somebody goes to Lowe's or some random yard work pops up, but then somebody else mends that shirt or whatever. But that's not the case when you are sleep deprived, constantly busy, working multiple jobs in the household and an entire person must be kept alive. Yep. It just doesn't work that way. Multiple tiny people. Right? So when... We're talking about like that shift, that shift happens super unevenly. And basically from what I, from the research I have done, the podcast I've listened to or whatever, a huge way to combat that is making the invisible load visible. And this has worked well for us, hence the load bearing wall. So rather than my husband and I becoming one of those couples that like, if I ask him to do it, he ha- he does it without grumbling. And that's wonderful. If that works for you, that, well, that works for you. But I don't al- always have the ability to ask 
Well, for and what I need, especially is mental load. Having to right. ensure that a task needs to be done and then asking for it can be just as exhausting as like, ugh, I'll just. Do it, it can be, but some people that's their solution, like, and it works for them. Yeah, but I struggled with postpartum depression. I. I, I literally couldn't vocalize what I needed sometimes. And we have always considered ourselves a see-it-do-it household, which is a very specific type of like mental load operating partnership where like if you see something that needs to be done, you do it. Guess what? When there's a child, there's always something that you see. There is always something to be done. And so you may be able to f- like float through the basics. You may be able to survive with a see it, do it mentality, but there will be things that are not seen and things that are not done. Was, yeah. I was so say that, that wouldn't, I immediately think that that wouldn't work in my household because there are so many things that are unseen that need to be done. Right. Because like, you know, at that point, does the window not get washed until it gets broken? <laughs> you know well, or, like? well, or has there, you know, I like I do this is awful but like anybody who has a kid over the age of toddlerhood will understand like sometimes your kids are sneakier than they may mean to be so like I was out of the room I went to take a shower my husband was watching the two tiny um lovable demons that live in my house sometimes <laughs> and um their little chaos took over and they found a toilet paper roll that my husband had on the coffee table because he had the sniffles and was using it to like blow his nose. And I came out and I just went straight to cooking lunch, wasn't paying any attention and happened to hear the noise of, oh yeah, I guess maybe we should throw some of this away. And I was like, mm, that sounds suspicious. <laughs> mm. And I rounded the corner and I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of it because it was genuinely hilarious. But they're sitting there very happily tearing pieces of toilet paper on the couch. They see nothing wrong with it. Vibes. I mean, they don't see anything wrong with it. My husband is in the office working. Rory was off at her at their job, um, you know, doing what they needed to be done and I was showering and at that point it wasn't a this is your job or this is your job or this is your job thing it was just a oh wow I happen to be the first person to come across this is this really my job that's where mental load there's a whole other conversation about being the person who's constantly putting out the fires and you never actually get to mental load because you're constantly putting out fires Oh wow! like no. that. Now we need to go down that rabbit hole another day. <laughs> I don't know if we can get to that right now because there, my household's there's, a whole, there's a whole level of firefighting that, I mean, like none of, none of what I'm about to say is going to apply to you if you have sick kids or kids who aren't sleeping or, um, the the absolute chaos of a trip coming up or any um weird out of routine situation yeah, and i so say routine very loosely because as we know our children wake up new people every single day yeah. um so well, there's and, not routine 
And I would say like the transition from like your school age children being off for the summer. Like that is a, oh, that's a whole new level of transition to a new routine. Definitely going to take some time. Like (laughs) you having Rory come home from college and a school age child home for the summer, like that, that's going to require a transition period that I don't think this would work for. But I don't think on a random week. On a random week, we find that the load-bearing wall helps make the invisible visible and get things done while also freeing up the brain. So here's what's on my load-bearing wall. It's in my pantry. This tiny patch of wall is about two and a half feet wide, and it keeps me sane. Um, A lot of people, I feel like, call it a command station, but that's not not what ours is. So um, there is a tablet on it that is hooked to our family calendar. If you don't have a family calendar, how are you still alive? I don't know. Um, Real. Very real. We even just made Rory put their um, work schedule on there so that we can stop wondering, like, I don't know. When is Rory? Are you at the library or are you at work or are you asleep upstairs? We don't know. Tell us on the calendar. That would be, thank you. (laughs) Great. Yes, 100%. I mean, everything is on my calendar. I even add certain appointments for like dentist appointment. And then I'll add one underneath it that says need childcare. And if the childcare is that she's going with me to the dentist appointment, I will write that. Childcare, going to the dentist with tablet, Hope to download episodes of Bluey before I go. You know, like that's the vibe because oh, I'm not going to think about it the night before and think, what the heck am I going to do? I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. I already thought about that once. I'm not thinking about it again. And that is the motto of the mental load. You think about things once. So that tablet is on there. It's a life changer. It also, uh, the tablet runs the program that runs our little robotic vacuum cleaner, but that's because my husband <laughs> wants to live in a smart house really bad. Um, so there's a program Aww, on there that does little, a lot of automated things. Our poor little not branded Roomba Roomba um, hasn't been able to run since my infant was born because uh, I, the floor is not Roomba approved. <laughs> We're working on it. Our goal is like by September to have both kids good at like picking everything up so that we can actually use our little robot vacuum again after two years. <laughs> See, if you start following them into load wall, you can run it at night like we do. So One on the mental load wall, there's the tablet with the calendar, with the Roomba, with something else, some other programming things that my husband does. Um, and I say that as somebody with an engineer and a very high technical level of understanding, no, but there are some things I'm not required to think about and I don't think about that. Well, so. And I will, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, there is a difference between being an educated, informed adult and knowing what your partner's doing with their weird little technology things. <laughs> Hobbies. I'm not required to understand your hobbies. I am required to, I'm required I mean, to appreciate your hobbies and love you through them, but I do not my, need to understand. Thank you. My husband is building an airplane. Do you think I understand anything having to do with that? No. But do you think when he goes, this is a wing, I clap? Yes, 100%. Congratulations, <laughs> honey. You built an airplane wing. Good job. There's, that's, that's real. My husband knows that I enjoy reading. He also knows that he did not need to push back today when I told him that one of my favorite authors dropped the next book in the series and it hit my Kindle at like 8 a.m. this morning and he needs to figure out some plans for after bedtime tonight because he's not hanging out with me. I will be in bed reading things. We are not speaking. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) For real, you know? And so, so anyway, so that, that's, that's what's there. Another thing it has is my daily 
must do's in order to keep oh. everyone alive and running. And I keep, I, I do not do them by hours because who has time for that? We have <laughs> who has who knows morning. what hours look like. <laughs> we have morning before work is over and after work. Now when I was working that before work is over is things that I would do like on lunch break or right after I got home. And then the evening is after bedtime. These things include vital tasks such as feed the dog. <laughs> There is one, there is one in the afternoon, I have a actual checkbox because there are expo markers and I checkbox things. There's an actual checkbox for, have you and little been outside today? (laughs) Go get some. Because if you have, if you don't make plans to go outside, there are days where you won't go outside. That's so real. And you can't just go from your house to the garage to the grocery store, back to the garage and back and consider that your children actually getting time outside or consider that you getting vitamin D. You can't. You need to, if you haven't been outside by 2 p.m. every day, you need to stop and think, what is my plan for us seeing the outside today? <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, and eventually you do it long enough. I've been doing this for like eight months that I don't even have to like consciously look at the list some days and check things off, but it's nice. And what's really nice is it's not my list. It's the family list. Oh, nice. So So if my husband goes into the pantry to get a snack, it's right next to the list that says, has little been outside today? (laughs) And you know what? You grab your crackers and then you go to the fridge and you get her water bottle and then you take her outside. And you eat your snack time outside because has she been outside today? No. Whose responsibility is that? Everyone's. Go. <laughs> you know I what like I mean? So, no. so there's the daily. The daily saves us. The daily helps us with a routine. The daily also helps with mom guilt because it's minimal. It's minimal. It is, it is, is everyone dressed? Are they, did they go from one pair of pajamas to another pair of pajamas? Who cares? The list didn't say, are they wearing real clothes? Yes. It said, are they dressed? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> Is dog fed? Was dog fed by 7 a.m.? Probably not. Was dog fed before dog fell over of absolute starvation? Absolutely. Done. <laughs> Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it doable. There is no point in having a to-do list no. that you can't do. Do you have, so when you say doable, do you have like an even more minimalized version for like extreme sickness? Like let's say you and your daughter both woke up. So because like last week I had strep. And so like my to-do list really just slid into nothing. There is no, there is no doing this in times of crisis. Okay. See, so I'm not worried. You do not worry about it. You might look at it and say, would any of these things make me feel better? I am one of those people that even when I'm sick, I can't not do things, you know? And so in some ways it helps me frame my day for like, what kind of day am I used to? These, these are the things I'm used to. Let me just try to do these things. But also it's not just about you. Like you are in control of your household and everybody needs a down day. I saw something the other day that on TikTok that said that this woman was, she was like, she's like, sometimes I put my daughter in a t-shirt that's like three sizes bigger than she wears because sometimes you just need a slouchy t-shirt day. 
And I'm yeah. like, that is so true. And I think it's people so forget true. about that. Like sometimes you need a day to look at your to-do list and say, I can't. Yeah. But in regular seasons of life, this can be really helpful because everybody in the house, the household has a to-do list. I don't feed the dog anymore. My 17 month old daughter does it. Yeah. Um, we were doing great with my youngest being in charge of feeding the cats. And then he wanted to share. Well, that's not true. His older brother wanted to share the task. And now <laughs> we realized that the cats didn't get fed last night. <laughs> and we're like, Yikes. okay, diffusion of responsibility does not work. See, with if you had an expo old. marker, maybe <laughs> you would have noticed there wasn't a dot. Oh, man. Yeah. But also on the list are the... Is, is a task that says check weekly task of the day and check monthly task list. Ooh, what's on your so monthly So when task list? we went through this process, and I say we because my husband and I did it together, and I think that's key. Yeah. Well, I don't see how you could do it and it be cohesive if your other household members don't participate. Well, yeah, because and, – and part of that's part of that's the whole fair play – situation where you look at everything that needs to be done and who's going to do what and how it's attainable and how often it needs to be done and that kind of thing. Part of that is just dumping the whole mental load on the t on the coffee table and divvying it up, you know? Yeah. And that is so big. And sometimes that step is all people need. They don't need a mental load bearing wall. We need a mental yeah. load bearing wall. But I'm, I'm sitting here thinking it works for us. I know I know that there's other people because I'm sitting here thinking like wow. I don't know that we have time to even do that part. Like, Oh, it took us three weeks. I was about to say, like, sometimes it is so crazy around here that I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, well, I would need to plan it on a day where Rory has the day off. And then I would need to plan it around all of the meal times and nap time and bedtime. And I would need to like fit it into this stuff. And, oh, you know, what if someone's had a bad day and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's very funny to imagine um, – just sitting here thinking of how like you're right like it would have to take so, several weeks and i it's I sat in so intentional it sat in canva for three weeks <laughs> um while we slowly built it together and what that looked like was if something needed to be done in three weeks we put it on the list Very if you cool. came across something that needed to be done you put it on the list because if oh, you're doing like it that. in the past three weeks then you do it we also had – I have a really good friend who is super organized. Um, she told me what she does monthly to keep her house yeah. clean. You yeah, know, need, like we brainstormed with some friends. <laughs> yeah, you could totally get a copy of mine. It's not a big deal. It's not copyright or anything. You know, it works well. So then we did that and then that was draft one. So we printed it, laminated it, Office Depot, $1.75, worked well. And then – if something wasn't working or something needed to change, instead of an Expo marker, I used a Sharpie. And a month later, I printed the new draft. And we just slowly worked it out until it was what we needed. So like, that's a very engineer approach, but I do really like it and I see how it could be so beneficial. And I also wonder, like, for households in transition like mine, I really had the best intentions and I may need to still follow through on this, but we had a plan for making a summer division of labor where, you know, we do have Rory home. But after this, after August, 
Rory may never be living at home again because their plan is to have an apartment, um, you know, following this this year. And of course, they're always welcome to come home for periods of time and we'll we'll have them home for Christmas break. But this may be the very last like block of time. And so I think it's really easy to kind of like, you know, and we have a we have a school aged kid who's home right now, but this is the first summer. So like I do think you could have the conversation within your household too of like, oh, do we swap out the summer one for the winter one, or you know, vice versa? Because um, I do think that could be an interesting conversation as well of like what changes need to be done throughout things. Like we're going through groceries a lot faster because we have five people in the home instead of three. Um, oh you yeah, know, I, think I mean like. I think you have to make it work for you. And you also have to, like you were talking about how hard it would be to sit down and do this. Maybe you don't bite off more than you can chew. Maybe you just start with a daily. Maybe you just start with a weekly. My weekly cleaning schedule, though, is what really saves me. I will say that. Like, do you do like one task a day? Well, I've started trying to it's do like that. three to five tasks a day. But <laughs> they are, yeah, because... It has to be taken care of. Um, so let's let's just kind of go through it. Like Monday. Mondays are the front of the house. So that is clean up the mail catch-all. Oh, yeah. Valid. Wipe down the table. Do you know how many times you can go through the end of a weekend and you look over and there's still crumbs on your table somehow? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's crumbs oh. on my table. I wipe down the table like seven times a day, but on Mondays – it gets clean. There is not yeah. a Target receipt on there. There's nothing. It is clean on Mondays. I um, clean my stovetop. Yes. Splashy splash from of some of some pancake batter or something like that. No, no, it's not splashy splashed on there anymore. It's gone actually. Um, and then I um, will usually vacuum the living room rug. Now we have a dog, so we vacuum multiple times a week. Try to vacuum multiple times a week. What always happens is a vacuum on Monday. I was going to say, yeah, you have the consistent one. See that I, so I do have a little version of that where I every Monday go through and deeply like sweep, mop, and vacuum. Um, And like, that's a big thing. And then on Tuesdays, I like try to clean the whole kitchen. So like, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're doing like very specific tasks, which I really like because for me, it's like try to clean the kitchen. But what level does that look like? You know, and that may be different. Like right now I have to clean my oven and I'm. Well, and that may be completely (laughs) dependent on how your child naps. Yeah, that's valid. But if the bare minimum is definitely getting done, the bare minimum is definitely getting done. Another thing that I always do is on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, um, my husband is always in the office. And when I was working too, that meant that there were two people in the office, somebody at daycare, like we were not here yeah, at all. So you know what, you know what room I clean on Tuesdays? Bathrooms. I was about to say you can spray it. Because it. you can put <laughs> toilet bowl cleaner in the toilet. And then go to work. Yeah. Come home, scrub it, flush, done. You can spray the shower, pull the curtain back, walk away for eight hours, and then rinse it off. Like those are the things. But but if if I don't do it on Tuesday morning, my husband knows too because it's on the load bearing wall. He goes in to get a coffee, uh, a little cup of coffee to put in the espresso machine, and boom. 
Tuesday, what can you, what can I do while my coffee is brewing? I can go put some toilet bowl cleaner in the bathrooms. It's not going to wake the baby up. It's a super quiet task. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah, I do like that. I like, and I like the functionality. Like I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, that actually doesn't work because I have to clean the bathrooms usually at night because my husband works from home and we're all home all day. But like, again, just making sure that it works for you is a really big deal because I, I which is see- which is why it has to be specific to you but putting it on the wall like that makes the biggest difference because I don't have to th- wake up and think what am I taking care of today I have to wake up and think what day is it today and if you can't answer the question of what day it is you're probably not in a stable enough place to do this <laughs> Like if you wake up and you think it's Wednesday and you start on Wednesday's task and then you realize it is Thursday, maybe you cut yourself some slack and you catch up on the weekend. Yeah. Or you ask for help. I mean, I think that's the opportunity to ask for help. Um, wow. Oh, I really like this. And I like the... <laughs> the I just really like the term like load bearing wall. I don't know why it makes me giggle. <laughs> But it is true. It is It is a really good idea. I think we do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm really going to put a lot of thought into this about like visualizing the mental load because sometimes for me and I like I'm, I'm not articulating this well. I like the idea of just at the end of the day or as you're doing it, writing down what you're doing, because I had an opportunity on Sunday to like get an hour and a half away from everyone and like sit down with my laptop and sit down with my um, notebook and go through and like write a to-do list of things that needed to get done. And, and, you know, those were all the extraneous things like, oh, I need to make rose petal jam before the rose petals go bad, like that kind of stuff. But um, it's not the daily tasks. And I have a hard time sometimes communicating like last week when I was sick, I didn't know and really couldn't even like mentally process to tell my family what it is I normally do during the day that needed to get done. And so it wasn't until there was a mess all over the floor that I was like, oh, yeah, I try to spot mop after every meal because otherwise then the peanut butter sticks and you have to spray it and leave it, you know, like that kind of stuff. And I think being able to have that written down, even if you keep it to yourself, maybe you don't put it up on the wall, but just to keep yourself kind of organized a little bit would probably make a big difference on those days where there is kind of the chaos happening would probably be. Well, yeah. If you've already thought about something, don't make yourself think about it 300 more times before the year is over. Yeah. that's Think about it once. I I really like this. Think of how much brain power you'll have. (laughs) I really need that. I did just get, did I tell you how funny this is? This is, this is the perfect antithesis to everything you're saying. So at, um, I don't know. I was out with our mom when she was here and I was doing like kind of organizational stuff because for the summertime, like we're doing, you know, learn your lowercase letters and practice writing those. Cause that was something the teacher identified, you know, those types of things. And so I was getting some of those, um, like they have little, like, um, they're clear like lamination um, things, but you can take papers in and out of them so kids can write on them with dry erase things. And I grabbed a couple for myself because I was like, oh, meal planning. This is great. I can just stick one paper in there instead of constantly printing it out and do it with dry erase markers, blah, blah, blah. Well, I apparently 
in the same store also just got myself like a daily planner dry erase board that you know is just for that and I was like ah for meal plans and then I sat down two weeks ago and I did meal planning on two different dry erase boards one on my fridge and one on the sides of my cabinet and we had two different meal plans and I was just like this is this is why <laughs> this is why you have to kind of put the work in at the beginning instead of at the end because what had happened was I looked at the refrigerator and goes oh my goodness my meal plan isn't there I wonder what happened I'll sit down and write down my meal plan and I had a lot of crossover because I'd obviously already thought about it but there were some things where I was like I need to go and look at the freezer what we have <laughs> and it's like see and think about I had how moved it <laughs> like it's funny but it's also a sad, sad waste of your yeah. efficiency and your energy that's it already was, limited. Like, like a waste you half could hour have, <laughs> like, forget that, forget spending that half hour, like, extra half hour with your kids. You could have had that half hour in a bubble bath. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just like, or, if, you know, if, if you, if you spend less time having to communicate to your husband what you need help with, then things get done and you guys get more time together. Yeah. And your time together isn't spent having a conversation nagging. about what needs to get done, which can come mm -hmm. off as nagging or can start conflict. Or you end up with my husband and I have had this happen so many times where it's like, I needed you to take the trash out. You didn't take the trash out. Now, instead of sitting down with me at, you know, 1030 and watching one episode of something before I'm exhausted and go to bed, I now have to wait for you to take the trash out. And then, oh, yeah, we remembered it's trash day. So now you also have to do it. And now 15 minutes has passed and we don't have time to watch TV anymore because I'm going to bed. <laughs> right. Like, think about it. So we all know my background is in science. I used to work in a in a chemical lab. And when you work in a laboratory, in order for your laboratory to keep their license, they have to have approved methods that are called standard operating procedures. Ooh, and you have to follow them in order for your science to be reputable. Okay? Yeah. Think about how annoying it would be if instead... <laughs> of handing me a piece of paper with the standard operating procedures on them, someone stood at my elbow and told me what the next step was every oh. five minutes. See, okay, that's a perfect metaphor because I was just thinking about how much I hate turn-by-turn -turn directions. Like if my husband yeah. won't like put it in the GPS, he's like, oh, I'll just get you there. And I end up spending half the time being like, are you paying attention? Do we need to turn here? Like, Can you imagine – how that would make you feel if that was living in your house and you didn't know what was going to be asked of you on Saturday morning or you didn't know or I mean that's what we're doing to ourselves when we don't plan yeah. our weeks ahead because you might wake up on a Wednesday and like you have set yourself up all week for Wednesday to be like a big cleaning day has to get done because we've got company coming this weekend and you're not prepared because you didn't sleep well or whatever. There's so many things, especially as parents that are outside of our control. Baby wakes up with a fever, emergency pediatrician appointment, all of these things that just pile on. And you can have the capacity to deal with that, 
but not if you are your own worst enemy by like constantly waiting to give yourself to and anticipating like something else is going to happen, blah, 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 blah. Like Uh, at the end of the day, like you can work together as a team because everybody in that lab knows what those standard operating procedures are. And everybody is working together. It doesn't matter who's making more money or who's more responsible for this or who's signing the paper at the end of the day. Like obviously everybody thinks it's important because it's their job. And in your house, in my house, like it's our job to take care of our house. It's our job to make sure there's food in the fridge. It's our job to make sure that people have clothes that fit them that are clean. Well, and I like that a lot because even in like when we're talking about like corrective family action or like family intervention, one of the very first things we go through and have a conversation with is what are the clear and consistent expectations you have for your children? And so going through and having clear and consistent expectations for your home is not only going to lower the anxiety and the conflict, but honestly, you're working that muscle that you're then going to keep using it. It probably lowers conflict not only between you and your partner, but between you and your children as they join the team for the household. If, you know, you're still staying with that clear, those consistent things that you're communicating. I love that. I really do like this. I was not, I had no idea where you were going with load bearing walls, but I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I think it really helps. I personally have found that like, for me, it's enjoyable, but it's enjoyable for me and my husband in different ways. So we're very different people. We're very different people. So I find it is enjoyable because I know when to stop. Like I know when I have accomplished my task. Yeah. So if I clean the bathrooms and then I want to sit down and read the new book that came out today, done. I have accomplished my task. That's a gifted now, there's, problem. <laughs> there's some days where we have a play date coming out on Thursday or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. So like I know when to stop. I also know I can also use it to motivate myself to be like, okay, come on. It's not going to take that long. It always takes you about an hour. I try to keep my tasks down to things that can be done in a about nap time. So an hour to two hours because yeah. let's be honest, like one of, you know, some days you just can't clean the bathroom while the baby's up. Some days, some days yeah. getting a load of laundry done, um, you know, is, is as much as I can do kind of thing. And so, and that's just being realistic. You're just setting realistic expectations for yourself. And then you're having grace for yourself, which we've talked about before, but it also helps my husband because my husband is a perfectionist. Oh, and there are times where if the kitchen table, for example, is cluttered and chaotic and has been for a while, and it's a Friday afternoon or whatever, then we can take care of that. We can get ahead of that or whatever. But if there are things that he knows that we as a team are accomplishing or will accomplish or we are taking care of regularly or whatever, then it gives, it allows him to have like an actual metric for like how we're doing. Are we in crisis? Are things getting done? You know, like we have a lot going on, um, with his work right now. And so there are some things slipping. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like there are, there's just, there's, there's times in your life, summer starts, kids come home from school, things get crazy at work, holidays, visits, multiple grandparent visits in a row. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. You know? No, I like that. And I, 
I could see how that would help, like, even just with, like you said, mom guilt and anxiety. And having – I like yeah. what you say about having that stopping It's a metric. Thing. No. I make, I make the joke about that's a gifted kid thing. But there are times where, like, I will get my tasks done for the day, but I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't forget that I need to do this. Oh, my gosh, I can't forget that I need to do this, that I'm not resting at all. Like, right. I'm, I, all I'm doing is planning the next day. But if it was written down – and, and sometimes I do that. I just get up and I write it down of like, this is what I'm doing tomorrow. And then I can actually rest. So getting that out of your head so you don't have that constant conversation with yourself. I, I like for that For me, the biggest game changer for that was when I made the daily list and I put the after bedtime closing duties on it because yeah. I could not rest after bedtime because I would pick up the living room toys and then I would realize the table was dirty and then that would lead me to the mail and then I have to sort the mail. And then that reminds me I need to call somebody else. But of course I can't call somebody else because it's at 9, 9 p.m. So I have to put that on my list for the next day. So I, yeah. I get in my phone to do that and then and it just keeps spiraling. But yep. on our closing duty list, it's feed the dog, load the dishwasher, put um, fold the clothes. Every, every day I do a load of laundry. And so – the laundry gets started, the laundry gets dried, and then for the final thing, it's fold the clothes. That doesn't always happen. I have a laundry room. I can shut the door. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like it is, it's get to a certain point and then stop. If there's mail that needs to be taken care of, it will get taken care of on its day. But yeah. you have to prioritize rest as well. And I can't rest if I'm looking around and thinking of all the things that need to be done. But if I look around and I think, Yep. That has a there's an appointment for that. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going right to there. But that's that's an appointment. Like, you know, it helps me so much. Yeah. I love that. Well, I tiny pantry low barrier wall. This. I'm going to need you to send me that. <laughs> I need I need a copy sent to my house, please. I need your list. I mean, that's like a real thing though. Like, I built mine off of everybody else's, so yeah, I'll totally send you mine. Okay. Well, you're a good mom and you're a good organizer. You're a good mom. You are a good organizer too. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't – I couldn't accept that compliment. <laughs> you can organize things. You can. I can. I I, I fall into the trap. You are super of- organized with appointments. You're super organized with your animals. You're super organized with like all sorts of stuff. It's you just, just might not have a specific day that you clean your toilet. That's true. That's very true. We all you gotta you gotta play to your strengths and and weaknesses. You know. <laughs> yeah. At least everybody in my house gets fed. I uh, there are some days where that's my biggest win. <laughs> like everybody got to eat today. Put it on the daily task list. There we go. So then I can check it off. Blamo. <laughs> For real. You're a good mom. Love You're checking good off things too. <laughs> Bye. you're a good mom let's go <laughs>